Doctor. I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterbury. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am. I'm a Doctor. There's probably nothing on the experience. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? What up, fam squad, and welcome to uh, my newest speedrun of Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch On podcast. I'm going to try and break the record for world's fastest podcast new segment and watch on segment. I'm here joined by my boy Tim. How are you doing? What is this? What are you doing? We're doing a speedrun. What's a speedrun? Like in video games. No idea what you're talking about. Have you never watched like video game speedruns where people try and play a game as fast as possible? No. I'm gonna speedrun the podcast. We're gonna never do it super that. fast. Never ever. Th- heard that. This is what I call um the new strat. Uh so first of all, actually talking video games this is a pretty good transition. Are we going straight into this? Yeah, we're getting straight into this. Okay, here we go. It's a speed run. Don't stop, won't stop, never stop. Rockin! New Dogs You video game has been announced. It's a mobile game. Ugh. Did, how much of this did you read, Tim? None of it. Go on. All right. Well, basically, um, a Vancouver-based studio called Eastside Games Group. Eastside. What, what was that? E for East. Is that what the... I thought it just meant rock on. I'm doing a thumb on the top on a slight angle, so oh, it's an E. That is kind of funky. funky. I don't think it's, it's modern standard sign language, though. Or whatever it's called. Go on then. Anyway, it's a real language now. That's cool. But anyway, um, Eastside Games Group is a mobile game developer, and they're teaming up with Beauty Studios to release a Doctor Who mobile game, uh, which is going to release on iOS and Android at some point in 2022. I have one of those. Which? As in a phone? iOS. Good for you. I have an Android. Yeah. But basically, um, it's going to be... Hmm? Loser. I, I... Slave. <laughs> yeah, rather be a slave you're, than... You're a slave to the Apple Corporation. Oh, well... And they're, and they're non, you know, longevity-lasting phones. Go on. They're not built to last or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, this speedrun's not going very well. Um... <laughs> But it's fine, I can recover by doing a skipping to the interesting bit of the quote. Um, none of these quotes are very interesting. What's the game about? It's got, we don't know. Um, read it, the article, read it, just read it. It's going to be a free-to-play, narrative-driven title where players will be able to explore new and classic stories and bring together companions and characters from across the universe. That's all we know. And it's going to be built on... Proprietary game kit technology, whatever that means. I reckon it's one of those games where you can like leave it for files and you come back and the plant's grown. Well, th- basically, if I list some of the games that Eastside has done, it includes Archer Danger Phone, Bud Farm Idol Tycoon, Cheech and Chong Bud Farm, The Goldbergs Back to the 80s, It's Always Sunny, The Gang Goes Mobile, uh, Trailer yeah, yeah. Park Boys, Greasy Money, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar, and the upcoming The Office Somehow We Manage. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, it's, games, it's, 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 it specializes in those free-to-play brand game time games. Yeah. Yeah, so Doctor Who's going to have one of those. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm imagining something like The Sims, but it's a TARDIS, 
and like you can add rooms from different areas and have the companions are all walking around in an isometric world. Yeah. That's in what I imagine in my mind. Cool, cool. I'm happy with that. I'm not going to download it. I might, just to see what it's like. I'm not into it, because it, it sounds... I'm pitching something similar to, like, Simpsons Tapped Out. Simpsons Tapped Out was good. I, I get the appeal, but it doesn't appeal to me. Okay. Yeah. Any other news? Um, No, that's all the news this week. <laughs> that's it. The, this, later, this is called my skip all the interesting news strategy. Just talk about the game. Just talk about the game. But no, there is some other news. Um, are we talking about Target novels? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, we're getting some Target novels. Obviously, Doctor Who Time Fracture is closed again. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this time it's due to COVID-19, isn't it? Hooray! It's the hooray for... Better than flooding. I don't think we should compare reasons for closure. COVID's better because now most people are double-vaxxed. They're jabbed. And it also means that they're going to get better. Whereas the flood... That was a lot of people's hard work washed away. Seems to be a little motion, putting his arms yeah. out. Yeah. Quite. Mis- it was probably more financially damaging than just taking some time off because you're sick. But it's not about the money, money, money. It is about I don't money. need your money, money, money. Okay. I just want to make the world dance. Forget about the price tag. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just realize? Yeah, I, was just, I knew you were seeing something. I couldn't work out what it was. Yeah, but anyway, we're getting some uh, novelizations. Uh, there's some 70s stuff, like Stones of Blood and the Androids of Tara. But in You've you... heard of all of those things, haven't you, Harry? I'm not even going to pretend I've heard of those, Tim. <laughs> but we're getting a novelization of the 12th Doctor story, The Eaters of Light, which I'm not going to lie, I can't, remember. I can't remember. He's like, we're getting the Zygon invasion, um, which Peter Harness is doing. Uh, Eaters of Light is Rona Munro. Eaters of, of Light. Light. I don't remember that one. Is it like a Series 10 story? I don't remember Series, series 10. Series 10, well. Episode 10. I, I saw that series, but I do not remember this one at all. I don't remember. Is that the first one that brought Missy back, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, and then also, uh, this is more our ballpark, The Fires of Pompeii is being adapted That's by James Moran. That's one. Yes, it is. David Tennant. Best doctor. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, we'll get on to David Tennant. <laughs> and you know who else is in that story? Catherine Tate. I wonder if we'll and mention Karen her. And Gillen. And Peter Capaldi. The whole gang's there. <laughs> but yeah, we're getting three Capaldi stories adapted. Good. Good. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I... They've got cool covers. I've got Dave the Doctor kicking around somewhere. And they, they always kind of add extra stuff, yeah, don't they? they? Do, kind yeah. of extra... Kind of world building fleshy character bits and bobs. Yeah, big old fleshy boys. Mm. Lots of flesh. They make the, the books special for editions. Humans. <laughs> it's, <insane. laughs> it's not leather bound, it's flesh bound. Ooh. That Straight sounds... from the back of John Pertwee. Let's carry on. Big Finish has teased the Fugitive Doctor. What have they done to her? They'll be teasing her. They're like, I'm teasing you. <laughs> the best quote from Flux. <laughs> How have they teased the, the, the Fugitive Doctor? Harry? Basically, they put out a tweet saying, so who would like Fugitive Doctor Who audio adventures? In quote, in brackets, asking very much to test the water here. No plans are afoot before you get too excited. But plans must be afoot. Well, they're thinking about it. They're kicking they it about. They don't need to test the water on that. They know there's demand for yeah. Future Doctor. Because there's so much we don't know about the... Um, Fugitive Doctor. Yeah, and the uh, thing she was part of. The group. The what? Avengers? 
the, the one with Carvinista and um, uh, what was, what was, oh, we can do this uh, we just watched the Flux di- the, 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 the division division, division. Yeah. that's it the division <laughs> yeah um, how do I remember I'm teasing you but not the division <laughs> a crucial plot point from Flux but yeah I mean obviously people want that honestly I'm surprised I mean my understanding with Big Finish is that they're not allowed to adapt stuff that the TV series is addressing which I'm assuming means... Russell will be leaving it where it is. Yeah, Russell in has no intention... In watch. Yeah, Russell has no intention to return to Flux. Yeah. Or the Division, or yeah. anything like that. Which yeah. makes sense, you know, Moffat didn't really return to anything Russell did. He didn't return to Bad Wolf or The Face of Bo or anything. That's true, that's true. He made references, yeah. but he, he did his own thing, yeah. and that's what showrunners do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, the BBC have made a statement about David Tennant. Oh, what's he gone and done this time? Nothing. Oh. Or has he? Oh. Or has the BBC, or haven't they? Basically, the BBC have said nothing. Basically, this is it. It's been reported that the BBC is refusing to comment on the rumours that David Tennant is going to return as the Doctor. But why? But why? But why, Harry? But why are they refusing to comment? Yeah. I don't... Well, The refusal to comment says more than just commenting and saying it's not true. Yeah. But it's like not even them commenting and denying it. It's just them not commenting. And I think this is second-hand. I believe that um, the entertainment editor... Um, told um, some presenters in an interview, Suzanne Reed and Ed Balls, the entertainment ed- <laughs> Read. <laughs> like a book. Imagine reading. <laughs> Who buys novels Carry on. from Target? <laughs> not me, because I'm, I've not read a book in years. I read them in words. <laughs> <laughs> such a dumb <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Balls. Anyway, basically, um, discussing his attempts to get some sort of David Tennant news out of her, he said, I had the head of press for Doctor Who and EastEnders over for Sunday lunch yesterday, and even she wouldn't be drawn. Well, he had who over the um oh, sorry, the head you, of press you, for Doctor Who and EastEnders. Head of press. Yeah, as in like the head of like you know releasing stuff to the press. But maybe because she, she doesn't know. Or she, I'm sure she'd know something. Hello there. So e- this either means something or it means nothing. Yeah. Do you think it means nothing? I think the 60th anniversary is going to be a David Tennant-led 10th Doctor episode that will feature past versions of the Doctor. And then in the series 14, we will get the first glimpse of the 14th Doctor. That makes sense. And we will get into all of that a little bit later. Well, we're getting into it now. Okay, let's set the timer, because it's video o'clock. TikTok? it's video o'clock. I like that, I think it might stick around. Yeah, yeah, I might talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Wait, here we go, here we go. You ready? Yes. You gotta start with like the, the key words. The key words what what are we talking about here? Catherine Tate. Okay, so I want you to start with Did you know Catherine Tate might be returning to Doctor Who? Okay. Three, 
two, one, and action. Did you know that Catherine Tate might be returning to Doctor Who? As Donna Noble? Yeah! How? She left! She forgot who the Doctor was! Well... I don't know. Go on, explain yourself, Harold. From Plymouth Live, which is, <laughs> that's the article Tim gave me, um, former Doctor Who actress Catherine Tate could be about to join David Tennant in the TARDIS once more, according to a quote-unquote BBC source. <laughs> I think it's Heinz. <laughs> I think it's Adrian Childs. Why would Adrian Childs leak this? Because he works for the BBC, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Go on. Okay. Um, but basically, um, according to the same BBC source that predicted Tennant's return... Which is still yet to be proven. Mm-hmm. Catherine Tate shouldn't, wouldn't be playing Donna and instead would be portraying a completely different character. Okay. So basically, they're going to do what they did with Billy Piper in the 50th, but with Catherine Tate, this rumour says. What, what else does it say? That's all we know. Okay, I don't believe that. Now, that's the thing. Like, I believe David Tennant and Catherine Tate returning. I don't believe them returning as the 14th Doctor and a completely different character. Yeah. I believe them returning as the 10th Doctor with Donna. I think the 60th anniversary is going to be a 10th Doctor-led episode with... Donna. Uh, with Donna as a companion, yeah. where they meet possibly the 11th Doctor, the 12th Doctor, the 13th Doctor. And the 14th Doctor at the end. Possibly, yeah, yeah. and some past versions as well, is, if possible. Yeah, and that's what I think. And also, I was having this conversation with a friend. Um, what would you think if they were to use de-aging technology for David Tennant and Catherine Tate? I'm all for it. If it's good. Yeah. But it's BBC TV money. So I would rather they just didn't try. Although I made the argument that you know in the last ten or so years they haven't aged. They've, they've aged pretty well. Yeah, it wouldn't take that much. It wouldn't be that intensive. No, you know it wouldn't be making um, twenty eighteen um, Samuel Jackson look like ninety Samuel Jackson. Exactly right. Yeah. It wouldn't be replacing Mark Hamill's whole face. Yeah, it would be just. You know, making them look like they did. Shaving David Tennant up, put a bit of moisturiser on him. Yeah, making him look like he did in 2009. Yeah. Which is... Not that long ago, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'd rather they didn't just because of TV money. But I feel like there's a difference between de-aging and just de-blemishing. Mm. Maybe taking out a few signs of wear and tear here. Like a more advanced Snapchat filter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. feel like you could do that. And yeah. That wouldn't be a problem. Mm. But to actually de-age... I feel like, what's the point? Yeah. People are happy with just seeing David. Yeah, that is true. People yeah. aren't going to complain if David Tennant's in the suit as a doctor and if they get his hair right. Yes. I feel <laughs> that's, the, that's the selling point of that. Their hair's got to be right. Yeah, they'll, they'll have to spike up, do the gel right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of that? The idea of the 60th possibly but just being another 10th Doctor story? I mean, considering it's also Russell's return, I think it'd be a very cool, almost kind of meta changing of hands from old Russell to new Russell. Yeah. And it could be a fun way to contrast how times have changed, how Russell has changed, how he's evolved. And it'd be kind of a cool thing of being like, this is what you kind of thought you were getting, but actually you're getting this. Yeah. And it could be really fun and subversive with that as well. Also the fact that we know Russell has already wrote the 60th, mm. which makes me think that we already know he's wrote the 60th and he's wrote some episodes of series 14. 
But they wrote the 60th first, is my yeah. understanding. Although the thing and it's is... finished, which makes me think that he didn't have to familiarise himself with new characters. He didn't have to familiarise himself with a new Doctor yeah. and introduce a new Doctor. He's just gone and written, or wrote, sorry, a brand new 10th Doctor episode. Although that makes me then think... Think back to when Stephen Moffat had to write the 50th, and he had to write multiple drafts depending on who he could or couldn't have in it. Yeah. And surely, like, if Russell's already written the 60th, does that mean, like, from the get-go, he already had certain actors saying yes? Or is it going to be all new actors and characters? I'm very doubtful of that. Yeah. But if he was able to just write the whole 60th, without having to worry about who contractually he could get on board. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I want, yeah, because originally Stephen wrote an episode that was David, Matt, Chris. Yeah. And then David, Matt, John. And also just a Clara episode. Because mm. even Matt Smith at one yeah. point wasn't contracted to be in it. At one no, point it was just, just Clara. Gen- yeah, just Jenna was the only mm. person. So I feel like Russell, I feel like, it, I feel like, I saw an interview with Stephen Moffat where he said getting David Tennant to return was easy. Yeah. Because he's a fanboy and he knows him. So he basically invited him around to his house and didn't let him leave till he said, yeah. I feel like the relationship between Russell and David is closer than David and Stephen. Yeah. So I feel like if he said yes to Moffat, he's going to say yes to Russell. Not to mention he's doing Big Finish as we speak. Yeah, there is 10th Doctor stuff coming out. Like, I don't think there's anything this month. Yeah. We... Oh, uh, no, when does... Out of Time Free with Colin Baker come out. That's soonish. Soonish, yeah. So I think, yeah. He's and not to mention, there's also like that that video game thing with Jodie yeah. and also the Tenth Doctor yeah. that happened. Like David Tennant's still very, very involved with Doctor Who. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't particularly. I don't think there's any. I think I know it's a running joke on the show that we say, and David Tennant will return because he obviously will. Yeah. But I feel like he just he will. And I think you said you think this is the last time. I feel like this will be the last time David will return. Why is that? Um, well, if if we take the aging out... Well, aging was the main thing, that this is the last time I feel like he could do it and people wouldn't kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, he, he can't play the Doctor. Yeah. Like, I feel like people would accept him. Um, yeah. Of course, if the aging is a thing, then that's another whole factor. I think the other reason is that I think doing more than two... Anniversary special. I mean, I know Troughton came back three times, didn't he? He did. The three doctors, doctors, the five doctors, doctors and the two, two doctors. doctors yeah. And I feel like David would kind of have a respect for the brand and be like, I can't become the face of the show. The face well, of the show Troughton, has to be. By the time he came back the third time, he still didn't look that different. No, if he dyed his hair, then you wouldn't have questioned it. No. No. But I, don't, I feel like for David, I think. He has also, as much as he has a love for the show, he has a respect for the show, which is why he left when he did. Like He he said that if he hadn't left with Russell, he could have stayed forever. And yeah. he knew that was bad for the show. And I think David understands that the best thing for the show isn't for him to constantly be returning and to him to constantly become the face of the show. The face of the show has to be the next generation, has to yeah. be the next Doctor, the 14th Doctor. And yeah. David wouldn't want to overstep his line. Yeah. And that's another reason why I don't think David is the 14th Doctor. Nah, I feel like even he... I like to say we were saying even he, but even Russell wouldn't do that. No. There's no point in it. No. I don't want it. I haven't seen anybody online, a couple yeah. of comments have said, I'd love that. 
But I feel like they just want to see the tenth Doctor again. Yeah, they I'm... don't understand what they mean when they say the fourteenth Doctor. Mm. It would be a different performance, so you might as well get yeah. somebody. Well, else. I work with a lot of people who grew up watching Doctor Who, aka actors yeah. my age, and they all grew up with David Tennant. And every time any of us has a conversation about the David Tennant returning rumors, everyone is like, "I do not want that." Yeah, no one wants. I don't know a single person who wants to see David Tennant return. And I've spoken to a lot That's of a different... people. As a different incarnation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one wants to see David Tennant be the 14th Doctor. We're doing The Force Awakens, and here's Mark Hamill as a whole new character. Mark Hamill as Ray. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, any other news, Harry? There's uh, one more thing, and this is actual news. This isn't rumours, this isn't speculation. This is actual, tangible, confirmed news on Jodie Whittaker's regeneration. Harry, what have you got to say for yourself? The 13th Doctor has filmed a regeneration, as we all know, but it's going to be a, a little different this time. Do you mean just because it's a woman? Because it's outside. The what? Outside the TARDIS. Holy moly. But that's not different in Doctor Who, Harry, because the 7th Doctor regenerated to the 8th Doctor outside the TARDIS. John Pertwee to Tom Baker was outside the TARDIS. Charlton was forced into a generation by the Time Lords. Yeah. But every other Doctor, and every new Doctor, if you don't count um, the Eighth Doctor into the Night War Doctor, have been in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, in New Who, in the show itself, Exton, in the TARDIS. David, in the TARDIS. TARDIS blows up. Matt, in the TARDIS. Capaldi, in the TARDIS. And it blows up. Jodie's filming in a different location. We don't know what that location is. But it's not the TARDIS. So we have a quote here from Jamie Magnus Strong, who is the director of the Centenary Special, also directed a lot of Flux and a lot of Jodie's episodes, really. Yeah, he said, I'm very fortunate that I'm directing the last one of them. So I'm basically doing her regen. So I'm actually doing her regeneration. Basically, her last day of filming was most of the crew's last day of filming as well. So it was all orchestrated to have this big final last day. And we shot that last day for Jodie in story order. So we ended on her last scene. But before that, there were so many tears. Because someone brought a gun to set. Everybody clapped her. Oh. <laughs> and Mandip, actually. Everyone, everybody clapped them into the TARDIS for their last time. And then there were some tears. And we shot. Someone brought a raging dog to set and let it loose among the cast. And we shot the last ever scene in the TARDIS. And we said goodbye to the TARDIS. And then there were some tears. Because someone brought a crazed pigeon and it shit over everybody. And then we went out to film, basically, her regeneration. And the last shot we did, I think, will be the last shot in the episode as well. So it was really nice to do things in sequence. And it was mostly Jodie and Madip scenes on that day. So it was just super emotional. Just say that last bit again about the last scene you'll see. Um, the last shot that they shot on the day will be the last shot in the episode as well. Okay, and they didn't film the 14th Doctor. So what you, will, you won't see the 14th Doctor in the Centenary special. Unless... They add it on afterwards yeah, with but a new crew. But I They don't do that. No. Like because when it was the same crew filming Capaldi's last scenes that filmed Jody's first scenes. Capaldi and Jody's re- Capaldi and Jody was on separate days. Matt's uh, sorry, let me start. Christopher Eccleston to David Tennant 
Different day, same crew. Yeah. Matt Smith, the David Tennant to Matt Smith. Same, same day, day, same crew. crew. Matt Smith to Capaldi, same, same day, same, same crew. crew. Matt's, uh, Peter Capaldi to Jodorowsky, different day, same crew. Mm. This is different days, different crews. Has that happened before? No. Could it happen? Yes. Because he says it's the most of their last day filming for the crew. Yeah, but it would be, it would, wouldn't it be so weird if like the last like two minutes of this episode look and feel completely different. It'd be it, cool. I, I really Would hope, you like that? I really hope we see the 14th Doctor. I want to see the 14th Doctor. I feel like most people... I mean, I speak for myself based on my previous experience. When I watched... I didn't watch Matt's Regeneration Live, but I watched David's Live, and I watched Capaldi's Live. David's Live, I watched to say goodbye to the 10th Doctor, but probably more so to see the first scenes of the That's 11th it, Doctor. Yeah. And Capaldi, when that episode first aired, I wasn't watching Doctor Two. I tuned in just to see Jodie's first scenes. Yeah. There will be a lot of people who will tune into the Sing special with the, the similar intent of, I want to see the 14th Doctor yeah. for the first time yeah, yeah, yeah. live. Because it's like, it is event TV. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a regeneration, regeneration episode that hasn't like won ratings, you know? Not in New Who anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't think we will. But that's, that's so... If the director of the episode... Is done. Is, is saying the last scene you'll see in the episode is the last scene we shot, which is Jodie's regeneration. And Jodie has said that the 14th Doctor was not there on that day. That she does not know who it is. Mm. At, at the time of that interview, she did not know who it is. Yeah. Then I generally don't think you're going to see the 14th Doctor until the start of Series 14. Yeah. And now I think about it, I think about all the quotes we've had from Russell. Yeah, what's he said? Not a, He said a lot of things about writing and writing of the 60th. He's not said a single thing specifically about writing for the 14th Doctor. Yeah. And he's definitely not written about writing the first scene for yeah. the 14th Doctor. What are you no, thinking? I don't know. How long is it going to be until we see the 14th Doctor? Series 14, I think. Or think? maybe at the end of the 60th. Yeah. Because so far, Russell has really... He's discussed, kind of skirted around people talking about the, four, the casting of the 14th Doctor... He's not spoken a word about writing the character. Probably because so... he doesn't want to ruin anything that you will see in the centenary. Yeah. Because if he says, Do you, the first time you're going to see them is going to be at the start of Series 14, that means you're not going to get a regeneration face morph at the end of um, Jodie's last episode. Do you think, but if that's the case, do you think we'll even know who the 14th Doctor is by the time we get to the 60th? That mean the centenary? I think so, yeah, because they've already, they've already got crew... They've got script editors, they've got producers, they've got Russell, episodes have been written. I think they will be, by the time the centenary rolls around, they're going to be filming at least for the, the 60th will have started round about then, early stages of production. Because the 60th will be a year away. Hmm. So I feel like they're going to start production of the 60th uh, end of this year, early next year. Right. Filming early next year. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a lot to get your head around. It's a lot, isn't it? It feels like... Because apparently, um, I think if you look at the time gap that's between kind of a Doctor's regeneration and finding out who the Doctor after them is before then, apparently, based on when the centenary is, 
we should be expecting to know based on previous examples yeah. around March time when the Fourteenth Doctor is. Yeah, I, think I don't they... know if we'll know that soon. That doesn't. Fe- that feels too soon. I feel they will do. Oh, I don't know. I feel they will do a press announcement. They're going to definitely make a big deal of it. Like, say, at this time, at this place, we're going to announce who the 14th Doctor is. Yeah, do you think they'll do it? Okay, yeah. Because like, that's what they did with Jerry. Like, at the end of Wimbledon, we'll do that. And they won't just, like they do with Russell's return, just drop a tweet. But I wonder if because the 60th comes first, it looks like the 60th is going to be a David Tennant episode, if they will announce that first, because that's what we will see first. So you think they'll announce like David Tennant and Catherine Tate returning for the 60th and then down the line... And I'll see the 14th Doctor is. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions that we think we've wrapped up. Yeah. But then they just keep on going. There's a lot of it, but we'll find it all out in good time. In a, in a couple of months. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to... I know it feels like time's running out, you know? Like, tick-tock, it's angels o'clock. Well done, Harry. Do you think people will even understand what we're doing there? <laughs> How do I stop it? You have to press the Shut up! Shut up! Shut the video pop up! What's the point in having you all? That's right, TikTok It's Angel O'Clock is the name of the episode we are reviewing this week in the watch along. Hang on, why are you doing the intro to the watch along? Do I not always do the intro to the watch along? No, I do the intro to the watch along. Oh, okay, you do the intro to the watch along. Hello, everybody, welcome back to Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> you carry on. TikTok, it's Angel O'Clock by Steve Moffat. Yep. That's the episode we're doing this week. Should we start by adding another character onto our Stephen Moffat sexy lady chart? River Le Song. Yeah, River Le Song. River Le Song. Le spoiler sweaty. What? I'm sorry, that wasn't even. What was that? Was that? Not even close to French. Was that what it was meant to be? Tell me more Scottish. I'm just making noises now. <laughs> what did you think of um, TikTok? It's Angels O'Clock. Um, well, it's a bit odd. We weren't expecting to um, do this Angel two-parter in two parts. You normally do is one big story. Yeah. So I've not really given much thought to this one as a standalone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating sweets. Tim's eating gummy sweets, and he wouldn't share. No, I wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He slapped my hand away. What did away. you think of River Song Fly the Tardis? That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm not sure what to think of the retcon of the Tardis sound <laughs> being uh, the Doctor getting through the brakes on. Honestly, I kind of like it. It kind of adds a charm yeah. to kind of just the Doctor's character that kind of he stole this box he can't completely understand and flew it away. Yeah. yeah, I like that. We get our first come along pond. Oh yeah, I didn't realise that was a is that a thing? Yeah, a come ca- along pond. Is yeah. that a catchphrase? Yeah. Yeah. Um Amy the start of this episode when they're sort of they go and steal that box. Oh yeah, in the museum. And Amy's like, it's just a box. Why, why is she so ignorant? I get it, you don't like Amy Pond. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't like her. Do you like her? I She really annoys me in this episode, man. She has moments. I feel like she works when she's vulnerable. Like I feel like she, when she puts up that that front, it can sometimes rub you the wrong way. But there are moments here where she's very vulnerable and very scared and out of her depth. Yeah. That I think do work. And 
it's kind of those moments where she kind of has the most resourcefulness like when the whole thing of the image of the angel appears yeah. and she figures out how to get rid of it and i feel like those moments that kind of review reveal her true character underneath that front she's putting off putting up i feel like those are the best parts for her so far yeah, yeah. um what did you think about the fact that they clearly filmed at Bad Wolf Bay again? Is that where it was? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise it was the same beach. And then they use that beach later in, um, is it Dinosaurs on a Spaceship? Yeah. Why do they like that beach so much? Is it one of the only beaches in Wales? Oh, is it in Wales? Um, there's that random guy in the suit at the start of the episode who's trying to hunt down River Song. Oh yeah, the little action sequence. Yeah. Where she's doing her espionage But it's never explained thing. who he is. No, it'll be revealed later, I think. I don't know, I don't remember what happens in series six. Okay. Does it reveal later? I don't think so. There is a lot of things though, a lot of hints to kind of like, um, who is it? The the guy from the church is like, you can't let the doctor know who you really are. Oh uh, yeah, And yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Do you yeah. think Steve knew who she really was at that point? Yeah, or, I think so, yeah. Do you think he'd figured it out? Doesn't Amy say in this episode, she goes, she your wife or something? Yeah, but there's a thing in addition to her being his wife. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, th- I think Steve knew she was the Doctor's wife way back when um, Science of the Library happened, because there was a line about them being an old married couple. Well, they the look thing at each with other. Amy and Rob. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what but... do you think about the, 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 uh, the headless monks? They get mentioned. I think we see them later. Who are the headless monks? Well, we can see. Are they, they the guys who built the cave system thing? No? Who are the headless monks? Well, oh, I thought you said they got mentioned later. They do. They get mentioned like later in the series. Oh, in the series, yeah, I don't remember. I like the, the suspense series. for the Weeping Angels. You don't see them for quite a while. No. And cause... River goes, "What do you know of the Weeping Angels?" <gasps> yeah. You don't see them for a while, but when they appear, they're very effective. Yeah, and they're treated as. I feel like, you know, we saw in Victory of the Daleks, um, very often, like, the classic um, who monsters can be treated with a sort of a little bit of, like, a wink to the camera with the stuff of the, the jammy dodger and that. Yeah. But the angels, at this point, the angels had only been one story, which was, for most people, a really scary story. So the characters in... Ah! So the characters in Doctor Who um, currently... I still treat the angels with that sort of reverence and like they are a terrifying, really threatening thing. Yeah. And that's what they are in this story. I was watching this episode and I thought this would make a really good horror movie. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I didn't see my Moffat say once, like, he knows he's got a good idea for a Doctor Who story when he realises, well, that's that feature film. Thrown out dream, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you were watching this episode as a wee boy... Yes. Did you... What, who did you think River Sun was? I... Honestly, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, I forgot she. Was you? No, I forgot she was in Silence of the Library. Oh, really? <laughs> so for me, River Song was basically a new character when I watched her oh, here. No, I didn't retain a lot. I uh, like, especially when watching Doctor Who. I remember like the key plot points and the characters I saw every week. But other than that, I didn't remember a great deal. What about the Daleks? Did you forget them every week? No, I remember the Daleks because they're in all the toys. What about, From this, character? what about Karen Gillan when she rubs her eye and stern comes out of it? Yeah, that was interesting. They used that again in Flux, didn't they? Yeah, because I was thinking that a lot because the Flux story, there were a lot of things they did there, especially with the idea of an image of an angel that I thought they were doing for the first time. But now watching back to this story, it's like, oh, a lot of that stuff originated here. An image of an angel becomes an angel itself. Yeah. 
Well, I know that you weren't massive on that when watching the Flux story. Did you feel any differently about that concept? I just didn't like them coming out on TV screens. Why not? It's a bit done, hasn't it? I like the, I the drawing, when the drawing of the angel became real. Mm. That was really good. I liked that. What about the thing of like a mental image of an angel uh, in your mind becoming an stupid, angel? Isn't it? So you don't like the whole thing of like Amy getting taken over by an angel because everybody's thinking of the angels because that's what the episode's about so yeah, everybody's but, thinking about them but Amy is having to Amy because she looked in the eyes of the angel and so the angel was able to get into her nah, nah, eye not having it, not having it. you don't like it no should we talk about the big massive point of this episode what is the big massive point of this episode Graham Norton what is Graham Norton in this well, you know when Matt Smith's giving his hero speech at the end? Oh, yeah. He's going, one thing you should... Never, never put into a trap. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. A little Graham Norton cartoon <laughs> pops across the bottom of the screen. Did it actually? To advertise somewhere over the rainbow. I didn't know that. Yeah, and like it triggered loads of complaints. Because it ruined like the cliffhanger. Yeah, and that's the second time Graham Norton ruined an episode of Doctor Who. When was the other time Graham Norton? Rose, the very first episode... What did Graham do? Someone left his microphone on whilst they were doing preparing for whatever show was going to come next. Probably, you know, Oliver or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you could hear Graham Norton talking over Doctor Who. For really? Yeah. <laughs> that, like nationwide? Yeah. I had no idea that Graham Norton talked over Doctor Who. He ruined it twice. Has Graham Norton ever been in Doctor Who? I don't think so, no. They should get Graham Norton in Doctor Who. What did the angels talk in this episode? Yeah, they talk through the the people they've killed. I'd prefer that's what they did. In Silence of the Library? In um, Flux. In Flux. What do they do in Flux? They talk in Flux, don't they? And I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, yeah, but you prefer this. Now, this is eerie. What are your thoughts on the angels just straight up killing? With a gun? As in, like, sn- no, they, like, grab people and snap their necks and shit. Cool. Yeah? Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit more scary, a bit more intense. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of this episode in comparison to Blink? It's very different. It is very different. And I like that. It's not trying to redo re- yeah, Blink. Yeah. yeah. They're not trying to, It's not a horror. Even though I've just said it'd be a good horror movie. Yeah. They're not trying to scare. It's a different type of horror. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of. I think Stephen here did a really good Ooh. job. Steve. Sorry, Steve did a really good job at kind of taking the angels and putting them into a new setting. And that they still work in that at their core as a monster. Yeah. I feel like, you know, this is kind of the story that proved that the angels have longevity. And it was proven once again by Angels in Manhattan, am I right? Yep. I, I can't remember. I've um, watched Angels in Manhattan for a while. Anything else, Harry? Um, I think we've covered a lot. I mean, because we're doing this as kind of like two parts, I was kind of all revved up to do the whole shebang. But for this first part, I think... That's pretty much all I can say without getting into too much detail. Quiz time! You! You! Not me! I hate being patient! Patience is for wimps! Well, we designed an actual quiz, didn't know you'd done a quiz. Two questions. Okay. What colour are the stabilisers in the TARDIS? They're a lever. She says, Pull the stabilizers, and he goes, which ones are the stabilizers? Are they the red ones? Blue. Blue! Ah! Like the TARDIS! Ah! Whose bowling team was the Doctor on? I don't know, was it? Um... Some, some historical person, wasn't it? Was it, um... Anne Boleyn? Yeah! It was Anne Boleyn? It was Virginia Woolf. Oh. <laughs> Harry, what do you want to recommend to me, you old bean? 
Ooh, what would I like to recommend? Would you like me to go first? You please go first. I've been watching an awful lot of the Undateables. Really? Yeah. What's brought you around to watching the Undateables? Um, me and my girlfriend have been watching it. It's good. Oh, you just it makes you feel good about yourself, huh? Look at me, I have a girlfriend. No, no, because there's really good characters. It's not the same people every week. No. Sometimes characters, char- characters. Characters. The people, Tim. Not yeah. everyone on TV is fictional. <laughs> Graham Norton's a real man, Tim. <laughs> Sometimes the people, the participants carry on from multiple episodes and you get to see them fall in love with different people and go on various things. Sometimes they don't go well and sometimes they propose and they get married and it's good and there's, you get to know some of them and it's quite nice. It's just a real feel-good show. Hmm. And it makes me feel good watching it because you see these people who struggle to find love and who think they're never going to find happiness and then they fall in love and they're happy. Yeah. And you, it's quite nice to see... I feel like we live in an age, especially our generation, we're like, I'm going to go to a nightclub, I'm going to shag a little bird, I'm going to be a right lad, right? Is that the, what people are like nowadays? Yeah. Are but they? not us because we're, we're normal, sophisticated people. We're not like other guys. But like, but like <laughs> the, the people on this show, they're just happy... To be going out to the fair with somebody, yeah, and that's what they that don't know what the hell that was. They're just that's what they're after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's really endearing and sweet, and it's just wholesome. Mm. Mm. Cool. What are you gonna recommend? I'm gonna recommend. I've got out shagging a, a lot of birds. No, I found there's this really funny TV show. It's like this, this. It's like this comedy that they play sometimes, like round the clock on this channel um and it's basically it's this really cool it's like a bbc channel actually and it just plays um this really kind of weird kind oh, of comedy we panel it. show what bbc three's been on for 15 minutes anyway i'm talking about be- i've got a better show than bbc three dude there's there's a channel and, and it's called it's called bbc parliament and it plays this really funny it's this really funny show it's just really funny show because there's all these just crazy characters. Like there's this guy in like kind of like this kind of guy with like blonde hair and it's all messy and like people are like attacking him all the time, grilling him, and he always gives like really bad answers that don't really say anything, and it's really funny. And then there's this guy called like Mr. Speaker. I think he, I think it's a children's cartoon. The name's like Mr. Speaker, and Mr. Speaker like get gets angry at people when they get too rowdy. And everyone people don't like clap. They all go like rah. They go rah all the time. It's like this weird like alien world. It's really funny. What are you recommending, Harry? I'm recommending BBC Parliament. Okay, why? Well, I, honestly, just keep up with current affairs. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson out. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the government's <laughs> corrupt, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him going, we've made mistakes, I know, we shouldn't have had those parties. To which everybody went, okay, did you not know the rules you set? Or did you not understand the rules you set? Which one are you, are you which one of these two well, idiots that's, that's the have you narrowed yourself that's down like, to? Like, John, basically, Johnson's like, okay, I either, I either, you know, take ownership of what I did being wrong in which case I'm a really shitty person but at or, least I've admitted the truth or I act like I had no idea in which case I'm an idiot yeah. it's between being like a, a dick or an idiot like which do you choose the dick he should be the dick <laughs> he if, should... he, if he just came out and said yeah we had a party we're sorry about it but we wanted one I'll tell you what he should be he should be resigning yeah exactly right <laughs> but the fact that he's narrowed himself down to either one, not understanding the rules he made, or two, hoping, knowing that he's broken his own rules. Those are the only two options he's left himself. 
The government's corrupt. The government's corrupt. Yeah. The government's corrupt. The government's corrupt. Oh. Like, comment, subscribe. Do you want to do the end of the show bit, Harry? Oh, yeah. Do we still do that bit? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a watch along. But, yeah, you know, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Acast. Follow us on iTunes. I mean, it's the same thing on every platform. So, like, just pick one. Yeah. Or all of them, because that gives us better numbers. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I think that's goodbye from us. It's goodbye from him. It's goodbye from me. There we go. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.